0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is Mr. Tony Housie. He is in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office and back to talk about happenings at Camp Ripley. Tony, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. What is going on this time of year down at <laughs> camp? Oh,
1: yeah. it's It's kind of nice, actually, right now. Like, it feels like... Uh, We've slowed down quite a bit. Like everybody's just, we're going to take the month off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, we're we're, we're still very busy. We still have a lot of law enforcement coming through. Some of our state partners are still working towards their... Uh, qualifications. Uh, you know, we should be expecting snow plow drivers towards the end of the month and things like Stop. that. Stop. Stop. <laughs> she don't like you when know, you mentioned right. that word, snow. Tony,
0: I should have warned but you. But we know, we know. Precautions, yeah. precautions. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, Tony, I understand that this was maybe one of the busiest summers ever at Camp Ripley. Is that true in that, terms of man hours? That is very true. Like, we've almost
1: tripled our customer base uh, this summer. The just the three months of June, July, and August. Uh, and it's more than than I've seen in all the years that I've been at Camp Ripley.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? So talk about some of those monthly man hours. How many were we?
1: Yeah, you know, and we, we contribute a man hour to being one person on Camp Ripley for one day, or man days, I guess. So, you know, yeah, you know, man, man days. Man days, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we, we typically anticipate somewhere around thirty to 50,000 Man days per month in those months. And that's our home station units, uh, you know, a few out-of-state units and things like that. And then we add on top of that a civilian population, which our civilian customers come in, and they do like the state patrol and the DNR and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this year, just with military mandates, uh, like I said, it almost tripled. To s- um, most of them were somewhere in the 90,000 Wow. Uh, Holy man Moses. Days. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of things have kind of changed and shifted uh, through the Midwest. So a lot of different bases that traditionally held, held training for these folks uh, couldn't. So they came to Camp Ripley. And we're getting wow. folks from Texas. We're getting folks from Maine, Maryland, and Rhode Island, Jeez. and all over the place. It was very interesting.
0: Uh, I believe uh, the last time we talked with someone uh, was Lieutenant Will Hermanson, and he mm-hmm. had talked about there was overnight training, there was paratroopers. I mean, you had things that hadn't <laughs> taken place there for a long time, wasn't there?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The the, uh, the airdrop, the paratroopers, was a unique experience, and they had trained did a ton of preparation, uh, and they coordinated with our uh, C-130s, our um, big four-engine aircraft out of St. Paul, and they wow. came up and... Uh, did a few rehearsals and then they waited for darkness to jump out of a perfectly good airplane
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfectly good airplane (laughs) what were they thinking
1: (laughs) and they they had a great time of it uh you know some of the customer service comments and whatnot have just been amazing from these out-of-state units like we are a hidden gem here in central minnesota and that's Mm -hmm. something that uh, you know Minnesotans should be proud of that we have maintained such a great success rate over ninety one years yeah. wow. uh, but it was exciting it was exciting to see these folks then you know I was on the drop zone with a bunch of other people, and we were trying to get as much media product as we could you know sure. in the darkness I had a night scope and everything and um you know these kids landed <laughs> these kids landed and they got their equipment and they went to their objectives and they did their little mission and whatnot and uh, a couple of them came across a, a black bear, just kind of wandering, <gasps> wandering through the landing zone, right? And it was that the,
0: wasn't part of the program. It,
1: <laughs> but that'll happen. You know, yeah. it was it was uh, enemy contact on the drop zone, kind of a thing. They, <laughs> they were they were shocked. These kids from Rhode Island, they had never seen a black bear, and they were oh, pretty shocked. So. My.
0: Man, oh, man. I'm going to assume that that black bear took off running. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, absolutely. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they will. Yeah. Oh, so wow. uh, was the camp kind of uh, – was it tested? I mean, was it stretched to capacity? Talk about how they – uh, infrastructure and everything uh, was able to handle all that
1: yeah we were worried how we were going to maintain that especially with a lot of our uh, organic units our, our Minnesota units coming back off of deployments and wondering what their yeah. training schedule and their focus is going to be forward uh, we, you know we we actually handled it uh, really really well and surprisingly a lot of these units uh, you know cross Cooperated and whatnot, and oh, and, okay. and shared a lot of the resources, uh, and that was actually one of the biggest things uh, going forward throughout all these, these or these three months was, um, a, a an infantry unit from Minnesota cooperating with uh, a helicopter group from Maryland, and they mm-hmm. were able they were able to emphasize and develop their training a little bit further than what they anticipated because of this cooperation, and they were able to share resources.
0: Yeah. I find it interesting, all of that going on, and still you had your civilian partners there, too, which <laughs> right. just yep. had to make it really interesting.
1: It was, yeah. We had uh, uh, the Board of Soil and Water and, and uh, tons of civilian organizations. A lot of our Sentinel Landscape partners came down and, and uh, yeah, met with our adjutant general and, and then had a lot of opportunities to kind of expand that program as well.
0: Wow. Wow! 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 Okay, so busiest summer in a long, long time, maybe ever. Yep. What is the fall now? It? <laughs> what, what does, does the fall, the fall look like? Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, now it looks really calm, and it you know, compared, <laughs>
0: compared to the summer,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, we have maybe one event or two events a week, and that used to be stressful, and now it's kind of like, oh yeah, well, we can push that through. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll have our memorial. Memorialization We're going to recognize, I think, uh, 10 um leaders of the Minnesota National Guard this year, mm. uh, and add them to our court of honor, uh, to be memorialized in the future. And, uh, and, you know, then we'll begin Veterans Day uh, preparation as well for getting out into the community and there are different communities and, and talking through Veterans Day, yeah, yeah, so.
0: Now, uh, as far as fall is concerned uh, um, I think the art- does the artillery training still continue, so we 're still going to hear the booms right yep
1: we we're, we're still 'll we'll still hear a few booms and, and a lot of it is going to be uh, from out of state units like like before yeah um, and that 's uh, slimmed down quite a bit uh, this fall but our our Minnesota units are still going through a reorganization and a refit period, so uh, they'll be doing their weapons qualification and physical fitness tests and things like that, but they won't be doing the heavy stuff uh, okay. probably till spring.
0: Okay. Okay. And how about, uh, I mean, I know you had a lot of uh, uh, partners from the Air Force, and mm-hmm. we talked about the, the paratroopers, and <laughs> I know the C-130s always do. Are there still going to be some... Uh, some action in the air, if you will, over Camp Ripley this yes. fall.
1: Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we'll still see a lot of C-130s, and they come from everywhere. They come from New Mexico just to practice on our dirt landing strip. Really? Mm. Uh, you know, we, we're kind of a one-stop shop for all of the resources that we have and amenities, and they, uh, they take the opportunity to get flight hours in and come up and practice on our, our dirt tactical strip, uh, land, and, and, you know, do what they do and then fly home. Wow.
0: And of course, uh, as we talk about fall, don't you have some hunting uh, mm-hmm. events that will be coming up soon too certainly yeah we
1: uh we will start seeing the deer population be tested again, so uh.
0: move over bear, it's time for deer season, <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so our our d a v hunts as well as our soldier hunts and the the bull hunt, the civilian bull hunt
0: yeah, yeah, that's not that far away, actually, is right, it? yeah. And what's interesting about that, I I find, is that, like you say, a a great partner in Mm -hmm. all of this is the DNR. Oh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. They do – I I believe they are still tracking uh, wolf packs and all kinds of things inside of the grounds (laughs) of Camp Ripley.
1: They certainly are. And uh, working a lot with Central Lakes College as well. It's a great partnership.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That is so cool to have that facility (laughs) utilized by so many. Uh, I know we had the uh, state troopers here not too long ago, mm-hmm. our friends from the Minnesota State Patrol. They utilize that because they say it's one of the few training grounds where they can really do some of their uh, maneuvering, their cars, if you will. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And the snowplow drivers, when did you say they're coming in? It
1: <laughs> uh, should be you the end of September and the right around the middle of
0: October. It's, it's like a they snow have plow. two separate classes. Snowplow rodeo. <laughs> Would you rather have them practice there, Tesla? I would than okay. out there, yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Anything else we should be aware of as we head for fall?
1: Um, nope. I, I think that's really about it. You know, we're all working diligently towards Norex, which will be in February this year, and uh, inviting the Norwegians over for their 50th
0: uh, go-around with us. Yeah, 50th year. Oh, my. Year.
1: The Norwegians are coming 50th back.
0: 50th year. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Is there going to be something special for year number 50?
1: Uh, we're trying to. We're trying to set up as best of, you know, cool things that we can between us and St. Paul and get everybody over. Okay. All right.
0: We'll see what happens. Tony, thank you so much for being here today to talk about what's going on at Camp Ripley. Thank you. Thanks right. so much. Uh, Mr. Tony Housie is the in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office, keeping us up to date on happenings at Camp Ripley. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our community-focused programs can be found anytime they're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.